This is Vincent. Email thevinceman4 at gmail.com. And you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. Question. Are we witnessing the end of the Joe Biden presidency? Is it over? And will it be Democrats who try to remove him from office? I think it will be. Republicans want to leave him right where he is. He's the biggest gift to the Republican Party since Jimmy Carter or Barack Obama. And don't tell me that Barack Obama was a popular two-term president, because everybody knows that he would have been a one-termer just like Carter if Mitt Romney had been able to connect with the American people. Romney wasn't beaten by Obama. He beat himself. He isn't a real person. He's a Ken doll with great hair, but he isn't a real person. He has no idea what real people think and believe. And you always knew that Mitt Romney would never stand up for you, never fight for you, because he wouldn't fight for himself. And he lost because you could see right through him, and you still can. There's a lot of talk that Mitt is thinking of running for president again, God forbid, and that he may even form a third party. I wonder what he'd call that party the party of the squishy conservative, the party of people who are afraid to stand up for America and the American people, people like Mitt and that loser governor from Maryland, Larry Hogan, and Liz Cheney can all go form their own party. Good luck with that. Mitt, Larry, and Liz should just go away somewhere and leave us alone. And Democrats, they know that they're finished with Joe Biden, too. And in political terms, it didn't take them very long to figure that out. It's not like this is quantum physics or rocket science. Even political scientists can figure this stuff out. Everybody hates Joe Biden's policies. Although I think it's time that everyone admit that these aren't his policies. Joe Biden is not in charge of the White House. We can make some pretty good guesses as to who is really in charge, but it is not Joe Biden. He's the face of the party because he's the president, but the words are not his and the policies are not his because, sadly, we can all see that he isn't up to the job. And as much as I hate his terrible policies, I feel sorry for him. A lot of people on all sides of the political spectrum, they feel sorry for him too. And Democrat leaders and the media they see this. They see that more and more Americans are feeling sorry for this shell of a man. When that happens, it's over. You can see it as members of his own party and the media are turning against him. Little by little, they've stopped making excuses for him. Oh, sure, once in a while you'll hear pleas from people in the White House begging the media to start bragging about his successes. But even they can't dig deep enough into their bag of lies to come up with something, anything, that people will find believable. His biggest success so far might be that he got rid of that bad dog he had as a pet in the White House before it mauled someone, just like his policies are mauling the American people. But the voices on the left are getting very quiet, aren't they? As each day passes, 
as all of the polls show that more and more people are turning against him and his terribly misguided policies, Democrats are feeling the very real possibility of a midterm election annihilation, the likes of which we have never seen in American politics. They can no longer run from it. They can no longer ignore it. Even the radical lunatics at CNN and MSNBC see it. Even Chuck Todd sees it, and he doesn't see much of anything. Watch for little George Stephanopoulos to be the next one who turns on Joe Biden. And when that partisan hack, masquerading as a journalist, gives up the ghost and turns on Joe Biden, it really is the end of his presidency. And he will turn. It's only a matter of time. Did you see that event at the White House recently where they brought back Barack Obama to talk about Obamacare, where they celebrated the passing of that horrible piece of legislation, the one that Nancy Pelosi said you had to pass the bill to know what was in it, the bill that began the rationing of American health care, the bill that puts us on a path to single-payer health care, the bill that Republicans have ignored much to their shame. Well, they brought back Obama to celebrate that disaster and to remind Democrats and the media of the good old days when they could successfully cover up the failures of the Obama administration. And it showed why they can't do the same for the Biden administration. They can't do it because Joe Biden isn't Barack Obama. Obama was smooth. He could tell one lie after another with a straight face, and the media would cover up for him, and it worked. Obama was one of the worst presidents in the history of America, but he is still beloved by Democrats and the media. He's loved because he could pull off the scam of sounding reasonable while he moved the country to the hard left, and while he made people hate each other. He was a master of identity politics, and still is, and he used it to divide Americans like no president in American history. But Joe Biden, he can't pull it off, and now they realize it. When Barack Obama lies, he's so likable. When he divides people and makes them hate each other, he can get away with it. But Joe Biden is so clumsy when he does it. He fails miserably. Oh, he still divides people. That's the tried-and-true Democrat strategy. But he isn't very good at it. In fact, more and more, Democrats in the media are realizing that he isn't good at anything. And that White House meeting with Obama was the nail in the coffin. Everyone saw the people who were there were fawning all over Obama. And they were ignoring Joe Biden. People have been ignoring Joe Biden for a very long time, and for good reason. But this was embarrassing. Watch the video if you haven't seen it. Joe Biden wanders aimlessly around the room, trying to find someone, anyone to talk to, and everyone ignores him, including Obama and Kamala Harris, too. It was very sad. That's when everyone realized that Joe Biden has to go. Democrats and the media knew after that event at the White House that they are in deep trouble as long as Joe Biden is the president. They are going to be humiliated in November if they don't get rid of this guy. And they have to do it fast. 
Now, the argument has been all along that Kamala Harris would be even worse, so getting rid of Joe Biden was off the table. In fact, the speculation is that Biden picked her as vice president as an insurance policy because he knew they would never get rid of him and put her in the Oval Office. He learned that little trick from Barack Obama. But I think Democrats are rethinking that strategy. I think, too, that the Democrats know that the Hunter Biden laptop scandal is going to lead right back to the White House. And I think they have come to the conclusion that, as bad as Kamala Harris is, they can deal with her, and that if they are going to save their party and their radical socialist agenda, Joe Biden must be removed from the Oval Office. There is even some speculation about how they plan to get rid of him. I think the 25th Amendment is not the way they'll go. That would require hearings and all kind of media attention, and that would hurt them even more. And they might not even get Republican support, because Republicans need Joe Biden in office to take back the House and the Senate. Now, Democrats could threaten Biden with the 25th Amendment, hoping he will resign rather than face disgrace, but I don't think Joe Biden would ever go along with that. So the question is, did they reveal their strategy at another recent White House event, the event where Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi hugged the president, and everybody wondered about those hugs. And then they announced that Harris had tested positive for COVID-19. And then the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, announced that it's possible that the president might test positive for covid at some time in the future. As terrible as it sounds, some people are actually speculating that the strategy might be to get the president to test positive and to weaken him and make it impossible for him to stay in office. Now, that doesn't sound rational to me, but if his aides convince him to make a tour of COVID hospitals to visit patients and then tell him he doesn't need to wear a mask, even I could be convinced that this crazy rumor might have some truth in it. What do Democrats have to lose? How could things get worse with Kamala Harris in the Oval Office? She still wouldn't be in charge of anything any more than Joe Biden is in charge now. Whether it's Barack Obama pulling the strings or Susan Rice or somebody else, they would still be in charge, not Harris. Maybe she can read from the teleprompter, and maybe they can keep her from talking off the cuff to the press. And if people complain, they can always use the race card or the gender card. With her, they can use both of them. But one way or another, they have to get rid of Joe Biden before the midterm elections. They don't have a choice. And it will be very interesting to watch this all unfold, to see just how they try to do it, and if they're going to be successful.